You are listening to the Center Church Podcast. Center Church is an unapologetic urban church in the heart of Richmond for the heart of Richmond. Our mission is simple, to empower people towards a life-giving journey with Jesus. Enjoy the podcast. Well, um, you may be seated. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, good morning, everyone. Gerald, wow, I was just so shooketh by Gerald's voice. I can't even... I can't even think straight. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you can clap for Gerald again. Thank you for sharing your gifts with us. Woo! Well, welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Poor, and I'm one of the pastors on staff, a part of this commissioned community. Uh, That is two communities that are coming together with one mission. Uh, We believe that what God invites us into is unity. Uh, What God invites us into is to celebrating what we have in common. That is the death and resurrection, the new way, new hope, new heaven meeting earth. In Richmond, as it is in heaven, this isn't just some platitude. This is a reality that, um, that can actually be achieved. If we just have the... the um, the, the Bible says the eyes to see and the ears to hear, to, to bear witness, if you will. But sometimes it's, it's hard to see, isn't it? Uh, sometimes it's, it's like we can see, like there's not an optical problem. There's something else that uh, there's a problem with, with what we're actually seeing. Uh, that's why you can... Um, you can be asked to go grab the scissors in the junk drawer. Does everyone have a junk drawer, or am I the only person with the junk drawer? We have a, a junk room. We have an entire room that's just junk. Um, and you can be asked to go get the scissors, and you, you swear they're right there. That's where they always are in the junk drawer, right? And, like, you open it up, and it, you can't find it, only to have your partner all of a sudden be like, ugh, my gosh, this is ridiculous. And they walk over, and they open up the drawer, and immediately they find it. And they say, you're not looking. And you're like, I was, in fact, looking. There's just a lot of junk, right? It's not an optical problem. It's actually a perception problem. You're having a hard time actually navigating the clutter around you, the the noise, if you will, the junk that's everywhere. Uh, What I want us to do is go ahead and pass the piece, if you don't mind. Just real quick, um, introverts, I promise it's one minute. Extroverts, please, just one minute. Just contain yourself. Um, Share a time when you looked for something that you sure was in that spot, but only to find that you couldn't find it, and then had a partner quickly find it or someone else. Go ahead. Share a time when you were looking for something that you sure, you were sure was there, But in fact, um, it was gone, and someone else quickly found it. All right. Hey, come on back. Welcome back. Hey, listen, for those that don't know, it is Labor Day weekend. uh, And I just want to applaud you for showing up on Labor Day weekend. You could be anywhere right now. You could be at the beach. You could be at the lake. You could be at smelling the smells of the James River. But you're here at church, and... I want to welcome you and thank you for that because um, today is historically a day where a lot of people are just kind of 
enjoying the last few moments of summer that we have. Um, our VIPs, our, our uh, K through fifth graders, are hanging out with us during the service today. Typically, they would run off into their own space and, and have their own lesson and party with one another. But today, we have the luxury of having our VIPs with us today, and we're so honored that you all are sitting through this gathering. I promise I won't speak for too long, and I'll try not to be boring, although the inevitable will probably happen. And if you cry, or if you laugh, or if you pull out a notepad and take copious amounts of notes of my beautiful sermon, no one will be mad at you. Um, If you want to draw, you can do that as well. Um, Here's the deal. We are currently in a series. This is the first time I've spoken in eight weeks, and I'm just like so humbled to be here. But we're in a series right now called Sacred Invitations. And I believe holy invitations are at the forefront of what it means to follow God. To follow means that there is an initial invitation to something. Have you ever thought about that? We, we like to think of that like following this faith tradition is a conclusion that we just jump to. Rather, it's a healing destination that God is already present in. In this faith, we oftentimes think it's just something we jump to. But rather, it's a healing destination that God is inviting us into, toward. Are you with me? And I believe there is an invitation to perceive and to receive. And here's the deal. Our our senses are important when it comes to our ability to perceive this kind of invitation. Do we not just see the places where God is at work, but more importantly, do we actually perceive those spiritual and holy places? What's fascinating about humans is we have over six million years of evolution to hone our perception using our senses. In other words, for those of us with hearing and sight, we can discern, we can discern objects and threats, even future events or threats because of we are hardwired to sort through stimuli. And our brain accordingly makes decisions. Uh, To give you an example of this, Howdy and I were recently on a nature walk at Deep Run. And as we were kind of going through the forest with one another, going through the trails, Howdy spoke up and said, Ew, Dad! Because he's been conditioned. And I said, No, buddy, what? that's a skunk that you're smelling. You're smelling a skunk. Howdy's senses recognized a potential threat in the future. While smelling is important, the Bible talks about sight and sound as an important recipe for spiritual perception. In Matthew's gospel, Jesus was going through a whole bunch of what the Bible calls parables. They're simulacrum. They are um, stories that help illuminate a larger spiritual idea so that your perception will understand what God is doing. This is a rabbinic uh, a practice to speak in simulacrum. And here, his disciples were like, yo, Jesus, what's up? Why are you always talking in parables? And in Matthew 13, 14 uh, through 15, he responds. 
And he actually quotes Isaiah, a text they would have been very familiar with. He says, in them fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but not understanding. You will be ever seeing, but not perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. Now, if you have a text, if you have a Bible with you, underline that word. We're going to come back to that. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Isn't it funny how we can be seeing, but our eyes can be closed? We can be hearing the cries of our neighbors, the iniquities of our city, and yet our ears can be closed. You know what I'm talking about? How many uncles and aunts do we have at Thanksgiving with eyes that are closed and ears that are not hearing? The cries of the people. And I think what Jesus is saying, are we going to be a people that rest on just what's in front of us? Or are we going to be a people that see beyond what we can see? Are we going to perceive the kingdom of God? He goes on to say, otherwise they might see with their eyes and hear with their their ears and understand with their what? It's a heart issue. (laughs) Isn't it? It's a heart issue that's at stake here. Man, Jesus has hard words. Understand with their hearts and turn so I would heal them. Jesus is essentially saying the Israelites had failed to see and hear because their hearts were calloused. I have you underline that word, and I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I don't really like that the translator chose the word calloused. I, I don't think that's the proper rendering of that word. Or at least it's not the one I would have chosen. Of course, my New Testament professor uh, in seminary would say the greatest heretic is the translator. (laughs) Think on that for a minute. I think a different word or a better word would be that the heart had become fatty. It had formed a fattiness on it. The arteries could no longer pump the life-giving blood, the blood of Christ, through the body. (laughs) It was out of shape. It hadn't gone on a run in a long time. It forgot what this Christian faith was actually about because it got used to the rhythm. It got used to being catered to. It got used to showing up and just having lights and lasers and being entertained that it forgot about the life-giving blood of Christ that runs through the heart. It's not that we've become calloused. We are out of shape. That's why the invitation of Christ is so powerful. That's why it takes us getting out of our lazy boys with our bowl of Cheetos on our chest and actually participating in the places that God is inviting us into. Are you with me? You know what I'm talking about? 
Like, we got to get up. We got to do. Because our community is at stake. And when we start to participate, something transformational happens. We get in shape. We begin to see things for the first time that we've never seen before. We begin to hear things differently. This is why when people go through recovery, when our friends go through recovery, many of them, at least which reported to me, is they say, um, my relationships are different now because I hear differently. I see differently. No longer is everything being filtered through my addiction that I now have begun to deal with. And now I can see clearly. There's no longer a fog around me. The same thing happens spiritually. When we're out of practice, we, we just, we get tired. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, that was our text today. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Maybe you don't like the idea of being calloused or um, like an out-of-shape heart. What about age? Isn't it true that some of us have grown far too old before our time spiritually? Instead of allowing the gospel to renew us and make us young, to make us see, uh, like when Christ invites the children to dine with him, to sit with him. Many of us, we've allowed our spiritual senses to become old. We are curmudgeons. We're angry. We're bitter. Why would they receive the grace and equality that I have worked so hard to receive? Have you ever heard that at the Thanksgiving table? The invitation from Christ is to practice, to tap into our spiritual perception, to see that um, even the things we cannot see have a, a spiritual reality to them, that they have eternal consequences to them. Could there be a heaven rea reality that if we just continue our growth, if we just practiced a little more, if we just participated in the places that God is inviting us to, to, get, to go, that, there, that, that we would begin to perceive. You see, because ultimately, you see what you ultimately look for, don't you? If you're just going to sit in your lazy boy chair with Cheetos on your chest, you're going to see a faith that caters to that. But if you're going to go, if you're going to do, if you're going to practice, if you're going to engage in spiritual disciplines like silence, solitude, fasting, if you're going to find rest and Sabbath as an important rhythm in your life, you are going to open up your perceptions to the way of the kingdom of God. 
you see what I'm saying? You catch what I'm tossing down here? It takes practice. If you practice charity, no longer are you going to cling to the things that you think are yours, but you are going to release. And in turn, you're going to receive. And soon your heart is going to begin pumping blood again throughout your body. This is the invitation that God is giving us, and it has eternal consequences. You see what you ultimately look for. And this has major implications. Because, friends, what, what we're missing is that everything is spiritual. There's this uh, concept uh, in quantum physics. Yeah, we're going to go there. Uh, it's called string theory. It's the idea that our senses allow us to see three-dimensionally, right? We can three, see three dimensions at any time. That's what we as humans are able to see. But there's as many as nine dimensions taking place at any given time all around us. What if one of those dimensions was heaven? What if it just takes a little bit of practice to see beyond the three-dimensional? Have you ever encountered someone that, that seems to be tapping into something different spiritually? You know what I'm talking about. Have you ever encountered those people that are just operating on a different spiritual plane? And they're seeing things that you've never even seen before. That, that they're uh, sharing things that you've never even heard shared before. What I believe they're tapping into is the reality of heaven that wants to break into earth. And it is our invitation to practice it, to do it, to see it, to be a part of it. And there's a bunch of different ways we can do that. What we're doing here as a commissioned community, I, I think, is really important work. What, what I think we're doing here, not just on a Sunday, because you can go to any Sunday church, but what I think we're doing throughout the week and, and what we're going to be offering, whether that's small groups and um, discipleships, opportunities to serve our community, I think it's really important for all of us not only to participate in, but to invite others into. And we're not just talking about growing on a Sunday. Like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people being invited in the places where God has them to participate in the renewal of our city, whether that's they attend on a Sunday or not. And you can do this. like You can practice these things. One of the ways is by getting into a small group. We are launching small groups this week. And we've made it really simple. Many of you have come to me and been like, ah, when are we going to do small groups? The time is now. And there's no better way to practice the way of God than in the context of community because circles are always better than rows, aren't they? And one of the ways you can do that is by going to www. I picked the best URL ever. Go to www.smallgroupsrichmond.com and you can begin this practice of perception in the context of community. www.smallgroupsrichmond.com You can pull out your phone now and take a tour. The other thing that you can do is what I listed off a little earlier. 
some spiritual practices, whether that's um, silence, solitude, prayer, reading scripture, fasting, resting, listening to music, but with a spiritual lens. There are tons of spiritual practices you can do that will transform the way you view God. The other thing I want to invite you into is um, actually participating uh, in the work of the church. Uh, there, we need to make more room for more people on Sunday, and we've been painting over there. In fact, uh, I had a friend, brand new last week, first time ever coming to church. Uh, they came, and she was enjoyed the Sunday gathering, and she heard that we're going to be painting next door to make more space for more people. And she got back on her bike, rode home, put on her paint clothes, came back, and participated in this transformational movement. And my hunch is, is that when she walks through those halls, she's not just going to see paint that has been schlepped on the walls. She's going to perceive something different, isn't she? She's going to see what she participated in, the, the transformation that will happen, the, the places where God is moving. She played a role in that, and you too can. So we're going to give you next steps in a few minutes about that. The last thing I want to tell you about, and I want to invite the band back up, is that we have tons of volunteer opportunities. We have tons of volunteer opportunities. And I believe God is inviting you into something. Something that will hone in your perception. Something that will make you practice the way of the kingdom of God. Because I believe that's the invitation of God. Some of you are sitting in the seat right now and you're beginning to feel your heart pump maybe for the first time in a long time. Maybe it's been a while since you've actually seen. Maybe it's been a while since, since you've actually heard. I don't know what's going on in your life. I'm sure it's as chaotic as the rest of us. But I believe God is inviting you to the place where God already is. The dimension of heaven that is breaking into earth. And the question we must ask ourselves, our partners, our neighbors, our friends, our practices, are we engaging in that? in Richmond as it is in heaven. Join me in prayer. Holy God, meet us here in this place. Help us to see our hearts for what it really is. Help us to be honest about the place we are so that we can begin to practice, that we can begin to have eyes to see and ears to hear so that we might perceive the reality of the kingdom of God at work. Thank you for the invitation. 
Thank you for the hope. Thank you for the good news that just isn't for us, but in you, through us. In the name of the three and one. Amen.